Welcome back to All Over the Place, Exercises in E Pluribus Unum. Great to have everybody back. We've got an excellent guest coming on today. We've got Josh Fleming from Vandaliers. Gang's coming back around. Marty is feeling better. He's going to be joining us. And, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're, I cannot thank everybody enough. This has uh, been a, uh, been a fun ride so far in 2023 and beyond and just, uh, so grateful for everyone coming together. We're, we're, we're just we're having fun with what we do here at all over the place. We hope you're having fun too, listening to us and, uh, keep bringing on the great guests. We, we would like to hear from you though. Get a hold of us over at the Podbean site, uh, or hit up me or our producer, Christine on social media. Talk to Marty, talk to Jim, let them know if, uh, you want, you want, uh, you want to come on the show and, uh, we can, uh, we can bring you on. We can, we can, we can help you promote your projects. That's what we're all about here on, on all over the place. And, uh-oh, I just, I just got word that one of my co-hosts will not be joining us today. Uh-oh. That's all right. That's okay. We, 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 we stream on. And actually I'm also, uh, Marty, good luck with what, what's going on today. Wish you, wish you luck on that one. And, uh, yeah, we're, uh, oh, hang on one second here. Uh, we, we got another co-host is like, May or may not be joining us today. And is that a producer I hear in my ear? Who else is here? Who's here? And actually, we have a guest uh, guest coming in with us today too. And it looks like uh, looks like Nick Nick Bohr. Is that you? Yes. Is that the vinyl record dude joining us today? Yes, I'm here. All right, very good. So I, I just about to announce we we have you know uh, a, a guest co-host with us today, a fellow fan of the Vandaliers. And uh, Nick, how you doing? Pretty good. Awesome. So yeah, and uh, Josh set to join us very soon. And uh, you know, uh, saw Nick at the uh, the New Year's Eve party over at uh, my favorite local venue, the, uh, the the Crescent Ballroom here in Phoenix. And uh, you, yeah, yeah, you know. There's nothing like a Vandalier show, correct, Nick? You want to t- tell our listeners about that? The the uninitiated, what it's like to be at a Vandalier show? Yeah, it's uh, it's a blast. They put on an incredible show. Um, I've been seeing shows for a long, long time, and it is in the very, very top of my list. You know, it's it's one of the best shows you can go see live, especially for a small artist. I mean, you know, up and coming artists like that. It's amazing to see them in those small venues it's it's an intimate experience that is like no other. i've seen them a couple different places and it's i've seen them indeed oh, and that, that would have been i'm guessing that was loopy uh and, and or uh that sounded more like mabel's bark there that was christine before she hit mute on us i'm waiting for a thumbs up and or oh my gosh from her on that one that, that was a get that was the guest dog Lo- yeah Lo- of the course dogs. yeah the second i go live they start barking thanks well, uh, they're excited for the show. You, you know, it's it just yeah, what happens. They are. So they're big fans of Vandaliers as well. And and Christine, while, while we got you here, uh, you know, you you were initiated to Vandaliers at the uh, end of the year last year over the what we were just talking about, Nick and I. So what you know, I, you'd never heard them before, or never. I mean, you've heard them, you know, via Spotify and uh, Pandora that stuff. But what what was your impression of, of Vandaliers live? Oh my goodness. I mean, yeah, of course, jumped at the chance to get them on the show. And uh, the the concert was just unbelievable. It was so much fun. 
Um, they're just really engaging. And, uh, you know, I mean, hey, who doesn't love a fiddle player that strips down to almost nothing during this show? It was hilarious. <laughs> that, that, of course, would be Travis, Mr. Fiddlesticks Curry yes. on the fiddle. And uh, don't forget, uh, you know, also uh, getting getting a little uh, naked there, uh, sharing the nakedity would be Corey Roundup Graves over there, the multi-instrumentalist yep. of the band. Right. So, yeah, they uh, and, and and going off of what Nick was saying, you know, catch these guys while you can in the intimate venues because that that's you know that's rock and roll or cow punk and roll or however you want to define the the uh, the multi hyphenates that that the Vandaliers definitely meet, meet the uh, definitions without a doubt. So I'm, I'm glad that and uh, Christine, you got to see them uh, where I did for the first time, Crescent Ballroom, when they were I saw them back in 2019 when they were opening for Lucero. And Nick, I'm going to guess you were at that show as well. Oh yeah, I was at that one as well. That was a fantastic show. The only downside with that one is I didn't get to stick around for the Mighty Lucero, but unfortunately, I had seen them there the year before, and just fell in love with Lucero. But that that's a a topic for a different show. But uh, I, I will that we'll be uh, talking with uh, Josh about that show and then Lucero a little bit later once he's with us. But yeah, I'm telling you, there's nothing like a show at the Crescent Ballroom, very intimate. And, you know, you, you get the, it's, it's that, that rock and roll vibe and just music, the connection, live music that you just can't beat. So definitely look, uh, check out Vandaliers, check, uh, you know, find out where they're playing, coming to your hometown next and uh, definitely be sure to check them out. And, uh, yeah, it looks like Jim will be joining us today, coming in a little bit later on. He's, uh, our, our busy lives that comprise, uh, of, uh, you know, the, uh, the surrounding world of all over the place. And, you know, and as we, uh, as we hang out here waiting for Josh and Nick, what first you got you introduced to Vandaliers? Where, where'd you discover them or how did they discover you? I think it was on Spotify. I think it came up on like a Lucero channel I had probably four or five years ago, I think it just came up alongside of Lucero at one point. I was like, these guys are fantastic. And then uh, the first time I actually saw them live was at that Lucero show. I saw that they were playing the double bill and, you know, Lucero is a band that I never, ever miss if it comes within a three or 400 mile radius of me. Right. And uh, I think the Vandaliers are probably in the same group now with, with them. Just two high energy bands that just just bring it every show. I haven't seen a, a bad Lucero show, and I've yet to see a bad Vandalier show. And I was very bummed that I had to had to leave that night early. Uh, unfortunately, the person I was with wasn't feeling well. But uh, getting because the Vandaliers, judging from the set list that was up the next day at setlist.fm, did they finally wrap at what four o'clock in the morning? It seemed they played so many songs that night. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that late, but uh, it, it went went on pretty late Lucero played for a really long time and that kind of it just ended up uh I don't know it was a blast well and you know we'll sleep when we're dead and you know thanks to Ben and the guys in Lucero and they're they're uh they're helpful in that regard so yeah definitely but and uh you know uh so uh they would have been touring uh so Vandaliers uh that would have been the native they were playing that that was their latest album at the time correct yes or would it have been uh, Vandaliers Forever, whichever one it was. They they were just so damn good that night. They, they I I was hooked on that one, and they've been popping up in my my playlist ever since. And now that with uh, the Vandaliers uh, album that came out last year, just just smacked me in the head the right way, and just I'm uh, getting into the back catalog all over again. So it's uh, yeah, en enough cool things cannot be said about 
Josh and the guys in the band. So it's, uh, so very happy to have him uh, coming on the show. So, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, and, uh, Nick, would there be any way to maybe bring up the volume on for you? Actually, it went, it went the other direction. Ah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Or as they say back in the Berg, we'll figure it out. Actually, you, oh, there you go. There you go. That's coming in stronger. And actually, you you know Pittsburghese. I almost forgot about that. You know how to spell out. You spell out A-H-T. Danton. Danton and that, of course. <laughs> The Pittsburgh accent. There, there, there are a few uh, more unique ones like them, but uh, but hey, just throw throw some Heinz ketchup on it. It's all good in the in the Berg. I've been in Arizona for coming up on 19 years, so most of my Pittsburghese has gone away. <laughs> Which is probably good. Most most people do their best to get rid of their Pitts Pittsburghese. Yeah, I guess so. Where I grew up in Ohio, just not too far from Pittsburgh, has like a mix of like Pittsburghese and Ohioese. So, right. so nice and high and nasal there coming off the Great Lakes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the good old North Coast. Great place to grow up, but you know, just move, move west. Go go somewhere else when, you know, as, as soon as you can. Wouldn't wouldn't trade any of it. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. So Jim, Jim's going to be joining us very soon. And, uh, yeah, so I'm trying to uh, – so what? Uh, let's very quickly, Nick. Uh, let's let's talk about what's going on over at uh, Vinyl Record, dude. Any uh, any new releases coming in that, that are catching your eye on the on the that are out now or and and, and on the new horizon as well? Um, a lot of really good audio file stuff coming out. UHQR stuff. Uh, Analog Productions redid like the Steely Dan entire back catalog of UH on UHQR, um, which is like a super super high end format probably some of the best sounding records I've ever heard audio file wise uh, kind of just business as usual <laughs> beyond that we're uh, we're looking at expanding and hopefully getting very close to doubling our size here this year very so cool right, right in the exact area maybe even potentially in the same building oh I, that that to place here when you don't have to move at all, yet expand, you can't really beat that. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I'm kind of dry on it. After last year where I, you know, I, I came back with a vengeance last year in the live arena. But so far this year, I have yet to go to a live show since the Vandaliers and uh, Roger Klein, the Peacemaker show. I'm, I'm running dry. I think the next one I've got coming up would be either old 97s over at uh, the Rebel Lounge. And the week after that's Titus Andronicus. That's it. What 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 live shows you got on your on on your radar right now? I'm trying to go to the Pixies, but the I have to stomach the ticket price. Oh. I have tickets to Dead and Company when they come to town. Okay. Um, well, where are they playing? They're playing at. Uh, oh, it's an outdoor venue. It's the one over kind of in the West Valley. I don't know the name of it currently. I, I, I would get, they're, they're kind of an Ak-Chim Pavilion kind of band would be my yeah, guess. That's where it is. I don't know if that's the current name of it. <laughs> Who knows what they're calling it now. So much, but yeah, that's where it's at. I'm pretty sure it's Talking Stick. <laughs> okay, Talking Stick now. Okay. Also, oh, Talking Stick's taking, they took over, so they're no longer, it's Footprint Center. 
no longer talking stick downtown where the suns play and so then talking stick is not taken over it's no longer ak chen is talking stick okay good to know i'll just call it well it's not not quite uh pine knob or for for the uh the clevelander and uh, the the north northern ohio guy blossom music center it's not it's not those those are outdoor music venues no offense to ak chen or talking stick whatever it is but you, you can't top the midwest stuff whether it's nostalgia or whatever it is, that's the way I go. And also, speaking of ticket prices, I'm debating going down to Tucson to catch uh, Jane's Addiction. Although they don't have Dave Navarro, I read recently they've got Josh Klinghoffer playing with them. So that could maybe turn, you get, I mean, 75% of the classic era band for Juanes Addiction. And Klinghoffer is no slouch in the guitar department. I'm very, you know, I'm bummed that he is no longer with the Chili Peppers. I really like the two albums that they did with him. And, yeah, it's just uh, I, I know they like having you know that that classic sound with uh, you know that that lineup, but it's I don't know. It's treading water, I think the Chili Peppers, and they, they go they keep going back to the same well. But Jane's Addiction, I've never seen them live, so I think I can put up with seventy five percent of the band. I saw them a long, long time ago at a Lollapalooza. Ooh. I couldn't tell you which one because I went to. Five or six, five in a row. And my, my guess would be at Blossom or uh, possibly Star Lake Amphitheater out there in, in the Berg. Yeah, yeah, Blossom. I, I saw most of those Lollapaloozas at Blossom and then I think one at Star Lake, yeah. <laughs> Good old Star. Who did I see out of Star, Star Lake? I saw, I caught, uh, showing my age right now, seeing uh, Midnight Oil there. With Hot House Flowers opening. Oh, oh that's great. <laughs> I'm old. I saw that in what that would be '93 or '94. So. And I took quite a few Ozfests out at Star Lake as well. <laughs> there we go. Ah, the '90s with the Oz. And Jim, welcome, welcome, my friend. Thank you, sir. Good to be here. Sorry for being late. That's that's okay. You know, we're we're so uh, we're we're just. Reminiscing now on, on 90s music festivals, and you know, that's uh, that's in your wheelhouse. Were you at any of the Lollapaloozas? I uh, didn't make it out to Lollapalooza, I was a little bit, a little bit too young and broke for that kind of thing. But uh, I did, did go to a, see a few bands uh, back in the 90s, or I really got into concerts more in the early 2000s. Uh, you mentioned Red Hot Chili Peppers, I did go see them at, at, in Spokane. Uh, absolutely amazing show. Them and them and uh, Stone Temple Pilots did a show together, and uh. Yeah, heck of a good show, um, and man, Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's like they they play in fast forward. It's amazing how <laughs> just how fast they move. I mean, the drummer can is moving all four limbs, and it looks like somebody's got them on fast forward. It's really something to see. But uh, yeah, they put they both put on a heck of a show. It's a lot of fun. Um, I, ironically, I haven't seen too many shows since I moved out to Seattle. But uh, but yeah, uh, see I see some good shows at the Gorge. I don't know if you're familiar with that venue. It's, I, uh, I've heard nothing but good stuff about the Gorge. Yeah, it's in Central Washington. They have a, they basically have a, have a big outdoor venue in, in, in right in a, um, a uh, like a, like a, a gorge there, so you can see the, this amazing valley view during the show. And yeah, I saw, uh, yeah, Dave Matthew does a show there every summer. I'm hoping to go see him this summer, but we'll see what happens. Um, Went and saw uh, Bare Naked Ladies. That was probably my probably my favorite concert ever, honestly. Bare Naked Ladies and uh, the Proclaimers. Oh wow! Uh, who opened for them? 
they they had just had a bit of a resurgence because one of their songs ended up on the the uh, the Shrek soundtrack. So they uh, they had a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah. Um, so some uh, good things. From what I understand, uh, catching Pearl Jam at the Gorge is not to be missed. I have not seen Pearl Jam at the Gorge, but yeah, I, w- I would imagine that would be uh, a, a uh, absolutely fantastic show. I heard nothing but good things about that. And it's funny you mentioned the Proclaimers because Vandaliers, one of their go-to cover songs is I'm going to be 500 miles. I imagine that's a, that's, that's a fun song to cover. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed seeing the Proclaimers do it. Uh, they they held out as long as they could, but it was the last song they did in their show, and it's the one everybody was waiting for, obviously. So that's how you uh, keep people there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Nick, they, uh, and unfortunately, I had to, you know, I didn't get to stay for all of uh, Roger Klein and the and the Peacemakers, but Vandaliers, if I if I remember correctly, uh, reading the next day. Vandaliers came back out at the end of the night and they did. I'm going to be 500 miles with Roger Klein, right? Yes, it was, it was fantastic. It's, they closed the show out with it. It's high energy. You got to go with it. And then that's, how, and that's cool. how, and that's apparently that's how you ring out. And, uh, you know, you ring out one year and then kick in a new year with that one. It's, it's good energy. And, Oh, I'm getting news from our producer that there we are going to need to reschedule with, with Josh today. Apparently, there's some uh, kind of uh, oh wait, it's a maybe now. Oh, it's a definite maybe. Sings that song. Uh, oh, the, the Kinks. So, uh, so yeah, we may have had some scheduling snafu here. So they're trying to make some magic happen. We may need to reschedule. So. The ups and downs here, folks, of the podcasting world. This is these things happen. So, but I, I will say that you know the one thing that comes to mind for me with uh, Vandaliers and and uh, and Roger Klein at, at that night as well, raucous. The energy they have on stage is just infectious and raucous, and that and cannot state it enough, folks. As Nick said earlier, we, we find them live see them live it, it will be your transformation and uh i don't say that very often about opening acts and in the last couple of years i've been able to say that now twice whether it's with uh vandaliers of course and uh, the gentleman that we had on uh, the show last week mark daly when he was opening for jeff tate last month out here at uh, the celebrity theater in phoenix and just opening act you know a lot of people blow them off and i think that's a way to discover new music i don't I'm, nick yeah, and uh, Jim, you, you guys, what, what, what's your take on opening acts? Do you, and is it if you don't know the band, do you tend not to show up, or what, what, what's what's your mo with that? I love going to see them. I uh, try to discover new music. I, I came across a band. I went to see Agent Orange and came across the band called Adam Age that opened for Agent Orange. Stole the show from Agent Orange. One of the highest energy punk rock shows I've ever seen. And um, I've been in love with that band ever since. I started reaching out to them and even carrying their indie records in our store. And we play them here in the store and try to promote the band because we just, we like it so much. Stealing a show from Agent Orange. That, that is a bold statement. And folks, if someone's making that statement, I think you need to look into that. Yes, Adam Age. They're out of, out of uh, like San Francisco, Oakland, Bay Area. 
Try the uh, Jim. What about you? Opening oh, yeah, acts. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I mean, number one, I love love going to see opening acts. Uh, you know, first of all, because I'm a cheap bastard, and it feels like I'm doing <laughs> two shows for the price of one. Sure, you get your money's worth precisely. Exactly. But uh, no, I've I've never really seen a bad one. Uh, I don't think I've really seen one that broke out that wasn't already famous. Like I said, the Proclaimers did it long after their they they had they had made a name for themselves. Uh, but uh, no, I've I've always enjoyed the opening acts. They're usually uh, usually a lot of fun and they're they're a great warm up for the main the main show. Uh, I, I'm trying to think if there's any memorable really memorable ones uh, other than the Proclaimers. There was a uh, a guy I saw open for Tori Amos. He did it. He he did a really good uh, job. He was a he was a solo musician, um, whose name of course escapes me right now. But uh, but uh, no, it's I think I think opening acts are are half the fun of uh, of going to see a show like that because you discover some new uh, some new artists you never heard of before, and uh, and it's always interesting seeing the contrast between who the opening act is and how they play and the main act and how they kind of complement each other or don't. Uh, you know, and so that can be a lot of fun to see. Uh, so yeah, I've, yeah, I've always enjoyed the, I've always enjoyed that part of the uh, show. And it's funny you mentioned that because I know when I saw Echo and the Bunnymen last, last summer, uh, the band that was opening for them, I, I'd never heard of them before. And I was just checking out uh, the Echo page scene and who's open. I'm going to check them out on Spotify. I'm probably butchering their name. They're from Southern California, uh, Cayucas, Cayucas. And I loved them. And I made sure I was there to, to check that out. But there were people around to echo the Bunnyman fans. And you want to talk about a contrast of styles. It was uh, people were just saying, who is this band? And they, oh, this is ridiculous. Let's get to echo. I'm like, I felt like the, the, the lone guy was there for Kayukas. And I just thought they, they played an amazing set. And, and obviously for me, if the, oh, if, if the headliner hears something or sees something in the opening act, I'd like to think that, you know, we, the fans should check them out. Oh, for sure. Agreed. Yeah, you never know who you're going to discover that way. And I don't want to see Chicano Batman open for Jack White, and I thought much more uh, styles that that meshed. But damn, they were just a fun band. That's a great band name. <laughs> Chicano. Oh, check them out. They 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 got organs, and they it, it's if you like Jack White, I would definitely highly recommend, highly recommend Chicano well, Batman. I, I, I'm such a nerd that 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 name immediately makes me think of Batman. Well, from uh, the, from from the Tick. But that's uh, that's me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and and, uh, and Wilder, I saw Will Dorado. Uh, we went to see Silver Sun Pickups last month, and uh, Will Dorado, very much in the, the same vein as uh, Silver Sun Pickups. Not enough to like inspire me to go out and, and didn't didn't grab me like Cayucas or Vandaliers or or uh, Mark Daly, but definitely you know, if nothing else, you're getting your money's worth with it, and and you know, you're having a fun time. I mean, I just I love live music, so. It, it, even if I don't like it, it's, you know, or don't like it that much. It's, it's live music and you're just surrounded by that energy. Definitely. And there's really nothing like it. It's, it's really a shame that, uh, that going to see live shows is, has kind of died down lately, uh, for obvious reasons, but, uh, it's, it seems to be coming back and it's great to see because there's, there's really nothing like it. And, uh, it would be a shame if, you know, a whole generation grew up without seeing, really getting to know that experience of, of what it's like. Because it's yeah, it's really unique. It's nothing like listening to recorded music. What you you you're not a fan of the backing tracks and, and lip syncing at shows? Really? That doesn't. I, I can't believe that. Well, you know, I was in a garage band. I understand their value, but <laughs> not as much fun to watch. 
No, uh, but it's uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm glad live music is coming back. I, and like like I've mentioned at the at the start of the year, I'm going to be at Red Rocks in a few short months, and that is just I'm, I'm really nice. looking forward to that. And seeing uh, a guy I was supposed seeing Jason Isbell, who I was supposed to see before everything shut down a couple of years ago, and uh, a couple of years ago, it's three years now. My gosh, everything's going into the, into the rear view so quickly, which is good. <laughs> just put it in the rear view forever. But uh, I'm yeah. Do humanly possible this year to get to the punk and drublick festival somewhere oh where, where where is that well there's so far austin or columbus are the two that i'm looking at um but no effects this is their last tour they've announced their 40 years of being a punk rock band they're splitting up so i i have to get to that this year Somehow i didn't know no effects was still touring that's awesome yeah, yeah i saw them about a year and a half ago here in Phoenix, and then I went to Columbus to a thing called Ampl- Camp Anarchy in 2017. That was like camping out, three-day festival of all punk rock bands that they headlined and Rancid headlined, and uh, X and The Damned, and it really just incredible lineup at that. Suicidal Tendencies were there. But um, yeah, the Punk and Drublick festivals that they've been doing now for uh, close to a decade. This is their, their last hurrah. They're doing one... 40, they have 40 dates they announced, and and that's going to be it, supposedly. I mean, it, bands say that all the time. Who knows? But, <laughs> you know, they, they seem like they've run their course after 40 years of doing it. That, that's a long time for a punk rock band with the same guys to stay together. I was going to say, that's a long time for anybody, let, let alone a punk band, which typically lasts two to three years. So, yeah, it's... Uh... The same people. And, and Jim, sounds like something that might be playing the gorge. You may want to look into that. Uh, yeah, if they if they come to the gorge, I'll definitely uh, buy a ticket if I can. That would be awesome. I've been listening to them for well over twenty years, but I honestly did not know they were still touring because I'm so out of the loop with with uh, modern punk. But uh, no, I I would definitely be into that. See, folks, all over the place, bringing people together, bringing at you know knowledge together. So, and let me just check in really quickly here with our producer and uh, just see. It is looking like we're going to need to, to reschedule with Josh. So, sorry, folks. Yeah, you, you put up with uh, with uh, the wit, wisdom, and and or lack thereof from me and Nick and and Jim for the last twenty or so minutes. But uh, hopefully, you know, we'll get uh, Josh rescheduled soon and uh, have him uh, on here talking about Vandaliers. In the meantime, though, be sure to check out Vandaliers, whether it's Pandora, YouTube, Spotify. And you know, here we go. I, I'm going to ask this question of, of Josh as well. But Nick, you you being a longtime fan, if you had to pick three songs to introduce the uninitiated to Vandaliers, what would you go with? Um, Bottom Dollar Boy, Cigarettes in the Rain, and uh, boy, the last one's tough. Probably maybe Forever. Yeah, those three. That's what I'm sticking with. I, I can't argue that, but I would need to fit uh, Too Drunk to Drink in oh, there somewhere as well. Yes, yes, yes. That is fantastic. And I, I, I want to thank you and Elvis for getting me uh, steered, uh, clo- getting the native more in my rotation as well. So, yeah, it's, check them out, folks. You got the Americinda album, The Native, Forever, and The Vandaliers, which came out last year. So check them out, and we'll hear you real soon here on All Over the Place with Josh Fleming. And sorry again, folks. But hey, you'll learn, you'll learn some things. 
And, and now you know to go out there and, and, and get yourself ready even further for Vandaliers. So Nick, Jim, thanks for joining today as well. Hopefully both of you guys will be ready for uh, the reschedule and I'll reach out, but let both of you know about that one. And uh, thanks guys. And, and thank you all over the place. Listeners, we'll be checking. I mean, we'll be back real soon. Take care until then.